Welcome to this not-so-common podcast. I'm Pat Contra, your host, and this week we'll be talking with Frank. Now, Frank has appeared in many Pat the NES Punk videos in the past, as well as Flea Market Madness, and he has his own YouTube series called Ask Frank. Uh, he's in his 60s, he's originally from New Jersey, and he's a great friend of mine. So, without further ado, let's have a conversation with Frank. Welcome to Not So Common with Pat Contry. Uh, this is my non-gaming podcast, and I'm here with Frank. If, if you've seen my videos before throughout the years, or asked Frank, you know who Frank is, but, you know, Frank, you want to give a little background about where you grew up, who you are? I thought you didn't want me to tell everybody who I was. <laughs> you grew up in Jersey, right? Yeah, grew up in Jersey in the uh, childhood of 50s. Uh, you know, went through the whole uh, revolution, you know, that stuff, late 60s, early 70s. The revolution. Uh, you, mean, you mean the upheaval, the social and, and yeah. political upheaval of the 60s? Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit. Um, and then you survived the Reagan 80. Oh, yeah. Well, I lived in OB then, and uh, it was easy to do that because, you know, you could be down there and not know what year it was or who the president <laughs> was or whatever. It's all the hippies, so it was fine. Oh, man. So, so they can see us, too? No, no, Frank. We're just recording audio. No one can see us. Oh. It's a podcast. It's like radio. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, video. Oh, I, I wouldn't have showered then. I didn't have to shower then. Well, <laughs> it's Wednesday, so it was that day of the week. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, oh there's, whoa, there's no Wait, camera watch here. Out, watch out for this water. You're going to ruin your computer. Oh, thanks, Frank. Jesus. <laughs> so I want to talk to you because we always have conversations uh, that usually turn to politics. And, you know, Trump's president now, and you probably have some thoughts on that uh, for sure. But one of one of the sort of themes you're seeing now with people, I know that we're polarized and social media doesn't help, was that like this is going to be, you know, a really bad presidential time. Who knows what can happen in the world? This could be a disaster. And for, as someone like you, a lot of people listening to the podcast don't have the experience of having lived through, you know, 50 years and multiple presidents in different time periods. Do you have a perspective about, you know, the current current time period, how it feels versus especially like in the 60s and 70s with, you know, stuff like Kennedy and then the Vietnam War and then Nixon. Like, right. What, what do you think when you hear people say that? Do you think that is that justified their reasoning or or is they're not used to they haven't been alive long enough to sort of see other presidents in different time periods to sort of have a, a way to compare? Well, I don't know if you have to compare so much, but you still can uh, judge the person on what he does now. And yet I don't know how much you know you have to judge in the you know what you know what the past has to do with it um i'm i'm just amazed that the thing that i compare it to is the is a guy like that could be president where when i grew up and was a kid that wouldn't that couldn't happen it was it seemed like there was more i hate to say it god i is more serious i mean it's almost like because he was on TV, he could be president. You know what I well, mean? And it's it's. Well, didn't it, that happen with Reagan though? I mean, he was, you know, big. big man, Reagan actor. seems like a statesman compared to this guy. I, I you know, uh, <laughs> but I mean, but Reagan, but Reagan was, was an actor that became. Governor. But he was the governor of California before. So you're saying that at least like he a, had you know 
a something. And it's funny. The one thing I do think is funny about politics is how people want somebody who's not a politician to be the president or the politician or to get rid of anybody with experience where I wouldn't want a plumber coming over who never did it before. I would want a guy that had experience. And and it seems like every other job, no matter how meaning, menial or high or whatever, all the way from a, you know a guy like me a gardener all the way to like maybe a an arbitrage trader you want somebody that has a little experience except when it comes to politics most people want somebody who's not in the system who's new who never did it before and somehow that is better in that one job on the earth which i very rarely understand well we've seen this before i mean there's been third-party candidates before i mean uh, the biggest one of our gen- uh, lifetime was Ross Perot in '92, and Ross Perot got 19 percent of the vote. I mean, that was, because of him. That's the reason that H.W. Right. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, Bush wasn't reelected uh, if it wasn't for him. So, well, he, you could say the same thing about Nader uh, uh, screwing the pooch for uh, sure. Gore because sure. if Nader doesn't run. I can't believe Gore doesn't win. But the point is that there's always going to be a part of the populace that wants an outsider to come right. because they're sick of the system, what they believe to be either either corrupt or just so so rusted. I understand that. that. can't move. But maybe there's a way to get someone with experience who's new or something like a congressman or somebody that at least has a feel for the job. It just seems like... You know, it's almost like, I, I, you know, I don't want that driver. He knows how to drive. I want a guy that never drove before, so I, you know, I get something new. I, so, so it, it's, so, it's, it's unbelievable to me. So, you, that, so you're, you're looking at the advantage of being a career politician to know exactly how there, to There is some advantage to that, but I also see your point where you're locked into the system so deep you don't have a feel. Of it. And you don't have a feel for the populace. Sure. I get that. But so, I would want a little bit, a little bit of experience. So, you, so ob- obviously, that's why Trump got elected because people were sick of the status quo. And also, and, Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate ever because now you're saying that as and you're a Democrat, yes, Democrat. full on Democrat. Because if she campaigned correctly and wasn't so divisive, maybe, maybe woman, maybe a guy couldn't g- deplorables comment deplore her. Well. Different things along the way. She had a history, which maybe hurt her. in her back pocket kind of hurt. All, yeah, all that stuff. But she was a bad campaigner because she gave up on places that she thought were in the bag. And I don't think you can ever do that like in Like Wisconsin any game. and Michigan. Yes. Where people thought yes. there was no way that she could lose Not those. like Wisconsin and Michigan. Wisconsin and, and Michigan specifically. And Pennsylvania. Yes. The cool Thank college. you. Remember I said, Frank, I said, whoever wins Pennsylvania wins the election. Yeah, well, that well that's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, and you can't take things for granted, whether it's, uh, you know, a business uh, job you think you're going to get or a game you think you're going to win or a, or an election. You, you have to fight all the way to the end. And I don't think she was just a terrible candidate and probably the only person he could have beaten. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And then I don't know how many people wouldn't vote for her. 
I don't know how, uh, because she's a woman, I don't know how many people would say one thing, go into the voting booth, and then just can't do it. You think so? You think, you think there's still I think part that's of the public a, that wouldn't I do think that? it's a certain amount, but I think it's way less than maybe it's ever been. Especially since we, we had a, re-elected a black president, right. at least partially. Well, the one thing my dad was right about, that there would be a, a black president before an Italian did, did president. Did he really say that? Oh, yeah. He said that in the 60s because... Why do you think that? Because there would be people throughout the country that could not think the guy wasn't connected. <laughs> so at least he, he knew what he was doing because he had people around him, you mean? Well, he, he there would be people in the country, that, you know, the, the, especially between the coasts, let's say, uh-huh. that would never believe the guy wasn't connected to gangsters somehow. Oh, I see. What see what I mean? So, and he was right. He predicted that, uh, you know, that, that that, and it was true. It turned out to be true. And he almost was true about a woman too, because she was pretty close. She actually won the popular vote. Sure. Uh, uh, before there'd be an Italian president, which there probably never will be. He thought that there would be a black president well, before that's why people were scared about JFK, because they're thinking he would answer to the Pope. He was the first and only Catholic president. Right. And yeah. Which is just silly. And, you know? Well, yeah, even as a Catholic, we thought it was silly because not because half of the Catholics I knew didn't answer yeah. to the Pope. We didn't, didn't go to church. <laughs> Catholics, uh, Catholics don't have yeah. a good reputation for, you know... Um, being faithful to to their religion, yeah. we'll just say in general. But um, so I'm glad glad you said that because one of the reasons that uh, Hillary Clinton wasn't elected was because uh, well, it's her fault. Well, I was going to say a lot of uh, a chunk of counties, especially Middle America, that voted for Barack Obama then reelected him went for Trump this time, which is why when people go figure, well, which is why when people just throw out, well, Trump's, you know, Trump has a bunch of racist supporters. And of course there's always a fringe, but that's not the only answer to what went on there. No, it's it part of it. Sense. There's never only one answer for anything, which is why, uh, I can't listen to, um, political talk radio because it's they think there was no it's, the exact it's, answer. it's bumper sticker, you know, bumper sticker m- politics yeah, mentality. <laughs> it's uh, you know everything ha- everything has a simple answer, which of course you realize in the in the real world it doesn't. There's no you know there's no simple answers. So, so the people, I mean, you, you can sense that people <clears throat> are afraid and fearful right now. Certain parts of the population because we're, yeah, especially the people I know, but. Uh, any Mexican immigrants, you mean? Yeah, and also, you know, maybe more liberal pe- politics, people that have more liberal what? politics. We're, well, definitely the environment is going to come under uh, attack, uh, even worse than like, you know, you think Bush might have done it or this or that, but nowhere near what this guy's trying to do because he comes from a business perspective and, well, he wants to unshackle, and he just wants to unshackle, thinking that's the way to go. But you know, the reason there is an EPA, an environmental movement, is because business had been unshackled forever, and and what didn't pay attention to anything. This is an interesting article. Former EPA, <clears throat> former EPA head says White House budget an attack on agency and science. Let me put the volume down here. The proposed cuts would be devastating for the agency's ability to protect. Public health, Gina McCarthy said. Yeah, and they do it in a subtle way. I remember when Reagan was in office, he didn't, they didn't uh, cut like what looked like the budget for the EPA, but what he did slash was enforcement. 
Sure. So in other words, they were out there running around doing what they were doing, but then there was no backup to what they found out, and that was the way they sort of skirted, you know, oh. the laws and stuff because they they slashed the budget for enforcement. So they were always ten, you know, ten spills behind. You know, what I mean? well, so this, we have to keep in mind at this point a lot of these things are executive orders getting done, which means you're either undoing an executive order from before. Or instituting a new one, so you have to remember that even if something's being undone, the the, the status quo existed before that executive order. Maybe do, during George W.'s uh, president pre, right. presidency, but this is one that will, will come under scrutiny. Uh, president Donald Trump will sign Tuesday an executive order requiring the EPA to review Obama era water regulations to make sure they are not harming the economy, according to an internal yeah. EPA email right. outlined by CNN. On, on the surface, that could be bad. We have to know what exactly that means, though, um, as it goes along. Usually, we're going to dump toxic sludge into the water. We hope. Usually, when a guy does that to to tighten it up, he's nowhere near as radical as the people trying to get the water clean. Sure. So he's not even there, and he's undoing that. Is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Pat here, and I hope you're enjoying this conversation about politics with Frank. At some point, the recording accidentally paused for a couple of minutes, so we're going to restart it now with Frank talking about Middle Eastern policy and needing someone with experience already in progress. Because even when we went into the Middle East, we were able to get a lot of the European countries to come on board. And it wasn't by telling them... You got to do this because you're all wimps, or we're 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 carrying the weight. They did it in some way, and everybody joined so, in. So you're saying Trump should have some Trump should have some tact when speaking to these other nations, even yes. if the idea might be good. Don't just go off half cut and say, "Hey, NATO, right, NATO, NATO, NATO if, you, if you don't pay your fair share, we're going to pull out." An, and entirely. even if the guy on the streets thinks the president of France is an asshole, the president can't say that to him in public. So, is this like better or, or worse or the same with someone like you know Nixon's a notorious uh, for being a president that was der- derided by everyone? Okay, Nixon, Nixon, wow. Especially with the Vietnam War going on. Yeah, well, he, yeah, uh, he did a lot of weird, a lot, yeah, he did a lot of bad things and he did a couple of good things. I mean, I mean, he just did. He did what, Medicare, right? Actually, I think he he did the EPA story. He did did do the EPA. And he opened up relations with China. Instead of kicking him in the teeth, he actually went there. You know what I mean? And they, because you can't ignore a quarter of the world's population. Sure. It, it, you know, maybe you couldn't 1830. You can't do it anymore. It, the world's, you know what I mean? Sure. But the other thing was he was such a paranoid personality that he thought everybody was his enemy and he had the thing about him. He was always trying to throw Lenin at John Lennon out of the country. Why? I don't know. He <laughs> really called him like a, like a dirty commie or something? Well, he, yeah, he was, yeah, he, they, they were always trying to get him busted for pot so they could kick him out. I mean, it was like ridiculous. The guy's a guitar player, basically. He's a poet. Leave him, I mean, what's he going to do? So, so, I mean, what was he? So, the comparisons to like someone like Trump to Nixon, you have to obviously wait and see. Trump's only been office for right. a month. 
But the Vietnam War was going on for most of the presidency. Right, and then he timed it to end right at the, right before he his second election so he could say he ended the war and everybody knew it. Because my dad told me, he goes, the war's going to end in October or, or September. I go, why? Because He goes, because the election's in November. That's why. <laughs> And it so was true. So your dad predicted a black president before <laughs> an Italian, a, before a female president too, or just a no Italian president. Oh, because the connection because to the, the connection to the mafia that people couldn't shake, and he was right about that, and he was right about the war ending because we he knew, and it ended in September. Right before the November, <laughs> yeah, he got reelected, but then the Watergate scandal. Well, yeah, yeah, and then he got, and then the Watergate wasn't even. Like, if you really look at it, uh, the book that those two guys wrote is fantastic. And the movie is very good, too, even though you know what's going to happen. The movie is still fascinating. Yeah, and the book is fascinating. But, I mean, he was going to win anyway, but he was still making sure that anybody with half a chance got submarined. So, so like Muskie, they submarined Muskie, and they made it. They made it so the only guy running was McGovern, and McGovern couldn't get elected. Mayor of Maplewood, you know what I mean. Like, let alone president. So, so if Trump actually enacts stuff that even I would say I agree with, that wouldn't be unreasonable. I guess it's gonna people are gonna have to make a decision where their hatred for a narcissistic nature of someone who acts like a demagogue will, will that be able to be overridden by actual policy? So it depends what the policy is and how okay. it affects everybody. So this is what, which is like any president, and he's gonna have. It's going to be good and bad, and then, of course, you have to give give it time. That's the other thing about a presidency. Sometimes you have to wait 10 years or more just to sure. see so, the stuff that they so put things, in motion. Does it work out, or is it a disaster? So I economically, mean, I agree with stuff like pulling out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, pulling out of NAFTA, which even Bernie agreed with, and then simplifying the tax code. I think that would be fantastic. Well, that's been uh, people have been talking about that since I understood what the word meant. And then lowering and, the corporate tax code to to be competitive with the rest of the world, so that uh, companies don't leave our shores or or are inclined to come back and create new jobs. Right. Well, a lot if, of if you can pull some of that off, yeah. I think. And people actually get jobs back. I'm not saying we're going to have industry the same way we had it in the 40s and 50s, but even when we re- return, you know, 20 or 30 percent of the industry uh, back to this nation over time, right? That, that would go a long way. But those guys, I don't know. I always thought they were phonies because the same guys that used to argue against like any environmental law inhibiting business as the first guy to leave and go set up a factory where he could get the labor for four cents an hour. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I, I don't trust the guy you don't, at all. You don't trust, you don't trust no. corporations. You don't trust Trump. No, I don't. Well, all of them. They're all liars, <laughs> and, they're, and they're all looking out for themselves, at which everybody does. But they do it on a grand scale, and they very rarely get in trouble for anything. And he's that guy as the president, and he views it in that way. That's the problem to me with him. He's viewing it as he's running a company, and he's going to do stuff. You're saying he's running the government as a CEO, basically. Yeah, you, and you don't he, like that. And no, because he's going to do stuff that in the business world he's he thinks might is fine and might be okay. And but in the government, you have other things to to think about, and you have to be the president to everybody, not just the shareholders. So, 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 in your opinion, like. Uh, reviewing the the EPA rules 
uh, Obama era water regulations that might help out a company here or there. You see that as an overextension. It might be dangerous because of the. It depends what he concerns. does. Yeah, and then to because um, every time they throw, you know, they they think everything's okay. You know, they go back to what it was, and then it just does what it did before, and then it's it's bad again. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, come and go from right. I don't. I don't. I don't trust the guy on on the face of it. I just don't trust him. I'm sorry. Do you trust uh, the GOP Congress to, to rein him in a bit, or use? I don't understand how they can't after a while. But who knows? I mean, they're Republicans. I mean, you know. Hey, hey, I know. I know. Well, I'm we not can, a Republican, but that's I know, probably but, demonizing the entire side. No, well, well, well. The thing is, they couldn't go against them because they're you know they're up for election and re-election when when the president gets elected. You know, every four years and every two years. So, but you're right that I, they have to. At least always hold it open where you really have to fall in line with us or none, none of your bills that you want to get passed. Yeah, you have passed. to, sh- which every president faces. Yes. Even from his own party. And then you do have that good old, uh, you know, the, the, the impeachment's always in the back yeah, pocket. Yeah, but that's ex- so extreme. Uh, but I'm just saying, it's always there. Yes. So, which but, is why I've always said to people that, were, uh, you know, people close to me that, you know, I had to calm down about Trump uh, before and after election that, hey, there's checks and balances yes. in place. The, the founding fathers, I'm not saying they're all geniuses, they set up a pretty good system. No, but it's system. a pretty good system. And I just hope that maybe, um, you know, if he goes off really weird, you get guys from both sides of the aisle going, all right. Sure. Well, this, well the, other you know sides, I mean? the other sides are ready to do that, you know, for the most part. So, But we got, you know, let's at least, you know, tamper it down a little bit. And then I, I, you know, I just worry about the foreign policy. I mean, the the one thing we've learned about the way the world is, there's no like war front. It's just kooks like nuts. <laughs> you know, it is. Well, you know, it's terrorists no, and stuff. Most it's not that. like you go to war with a country and here's the line and the well, armies clash. Well, That's well, over. Well, yeah, That's well, done. Yeah, proxy wars. Yeah, Russia going. But to the Ukraine thing with recently. with the, the problem with Say the saber rattling of the past. If you do it now, all that ends up happening is some church of whatever denomination you want to pick gets blown up somewhere, or a subway, or whatever. And because that's what you all you do with those guys is egg them on. You scream out something, and two months later, a bomb goes off somewhere, and. You know, I mean, and that's what they react to. So, 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 is, it, is what you're saying coincide with you know fighting uh, like Al Qaeda or ISIS? Yeah, or? I, that all should be done, you know, covertly. Yeah, without us even knowing about it. And anything? then, I mean, we should be going after these guys and knocking them off and and doing whatever we do. And if somebody says something, we should just shrug. What? So who the, who died? So who? What, what are the? What are but the, screaming and going going off on it is is just sort of pumping them up so, to me. So one of the controversies right now is the fact that the last presidency refused to use the, the terms radical Islamic terrorism, and that was one of the not rallying cries. One of the main points of someone like Trump was saying, "Why right. can't we say the words of this is what these people are?" Right. So are, would you be for or against using that term if that's what I, described? I think if it if it's if it's done neatly or at minimal and for a specific thing, and maybe after the fact, it's it's probably okay. But saying it 
just as a blanket thing is only going to get more than pissed off. You think so? You, yes. You don't think they're already pissed off enough to kill us? That they yeah, well, but it's not going to help. I don't think it helps. Okay. And everybody knows what it is anyway. But I think we should be totally involved in discovering as much of it as we can. So, you know, getting the guys that we need to get and bringing in as many other countries in it as possible because that helps with intelligence. Sure. Because there were a couple times that we stopped guys in this country from bombing stuff because we were talking to guys in Jordan. So you can't say stuff to eliminate them from the circle because we're they're on the ground able to get intelligence maybe we can't because they're they're Muslims they can infiltrate you know what I mean sure and we need those guys too we have to because they're, they're going to find stuff out that yeah, it's human, impossible for us to find contact out contact intel is the best yes and get. and we have to keep a certain amount of them in in the loop so they'll tell us when so, something's so going to screw saying, up keep the rhetoric to a minimum so we can recruit some of these people as our allies I mean, that's, that's what helped yes. get us close to Bin Laden in, in order to, to get to him. I mean, we had to have human intel on the ground. Yes, yes. Um, because you, the satellites are great, and it sees stuff, and all the all the sophisticated weapons. Yeah. Yes, and all the other stuff. But without people human that intel, can yeah. either uh, speak Arabic or on the ground in these countries that are willing to tell us if something's going on, we're not going to know anything. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, who are you going to send over there? You know, fuck. Bobby Ray from uh, Yeah, Ohio. he ain't going to... Yeah, he <laughs> he's gonna not going to be able to infiltrate No, Bob. he's not. No. <laughs> Throw some he's, dirt on him. Right. <laughs> and I remember when I was working... Well, I, you know, uh, there was a woman that worked in Hydroscape in the office. And she was uh, Arabic, of, of, of descent. But she was fluent. And after 9-11 or this whole thing happened, they came to her, to government, and she ended up going to Washington, and she's a translator now. That's her, she has a big-time job. She's getting paid. Like those government And uh, because she was, you know, and then when they would see emails or, or whatever they had, messages, whatever, she could translate it immediately. She was fluent in it. And you need that. You need that to happen. And we have to, you know, every once in a while, we got to kill a couple of guys. But as long as we kill the right guys, I don't care. So, so you've said that Hillary was was an was an awful candidate, and you are terrible a, candidate, and you are a Democrat. Yes, uh, and, and you're but not, that's still the truth. Who, I mean, what type of Democrat would you have preferred? Would it be someone someone like Bernie Sanders, who's more on the socialist side? Uh, Either that, or uh, someone who was a centrist without having sort of the arrogance in other words it was almost like she expected it or thought she deserved it and well because she she thought she deserved it eight years ago and yeah it shocked the people that she didn't get the just the fact that the way she campaigned and came off i was very upset and worried about it because what? you can't 
you can't take the voter. I mean, the voter right away could see if you're ta- you get they're getting taken for granted, do, do you think, and they and they have the final say, and people can get pissed off and vote against do, you. Do you think the, the, that fact that it was public that she took speaking fees from places like Goldman Sachs and other? I don't think that matters voters? as much. I think, think it was. Much? I don't think. I think she wasn't on the ground saying that you know this is a big deal. Uh, this is a big deal right now, and you need me or you need our party. Whatever it was, she was a little bit aloof and just thought she was just going to... Skate through. Get, it was like not an election. A, it was like a coronation. And people pick up on that, you and they get subconsciously? pissed. And they get, well, even consciously, and they get well, pissed I about think, it. Like It's like with the flyover states, when whenever you get all these Hollywood actors that come out... Passionately pleading for you know yes for and why, why was someone in Nebraska doesn't have a job give a shit about what a Hollywood exactly has to say. but that's that's exactly why she has to go to Nebraska herself and say that you guys matter and, and where and where she would need to go Wisconsin Michigan. Michigan Pennsylvania and say you guys matter and she didn't do and that. and I'm going to help you guys get jobs back since that's why you're voting for Trump even though you're not a racist probably you want your jobs back you voted for Obama uh, twice right you're voting for Trump right yeah. so and it's about it's about the it, about so, jobs and you know she could even bring up you know fairness in the judiciary so, and all so that do you think- but she wasn't on the ground enough making her case because I think in the back of her head she thought I made the case. Me being me, and I'm up against a clown. And right? I'm yes. So but, think, and it pissed enough people off to say, "Well, screw you. you I can goes, vote for the clown." As Frank goes away, I'll ask. The I question. need a glass of water. Okay, that's fine. I'll ask the question. A lot of people say that like Trump spoke to all the the out, out of work, you know, white workers in Middle America. That their jobs left them, and they haven't come back in the past eight years. You think that the fact that the Democrats didn't speak to that as well as they, they should? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, them. that cost them. And I just didn't think she was out out there enough. I, I, I and and also even I thought it, and I was already decided. I knew I wasn't going to vote for Trump, but I already thought that she, she looked did. like she thought she had it. So you and, voted? Did you vote for Hillary? Yeah. Did you think she earned your vote, or was it? Appropriate no, I voted against Trump the way a lot of people voted against Hillary. I think that's the unfortunate thing with this particular election. Where it was just people... Just now, I voted for else. Bernie in the primary, mm-hmm. but... Do, do you like how the DNC treated Bernie? From what you've heard and seen? I think that was pretty... Wow, that was very 50-ish, I, 1950s. 1950s? Where they had their they, guy and, and everybody it. else well, gets Democrats, muscled out. Well, well people... Well, I forget is that the DNC has what's called superdelegates, which the Republicans don't, which are people that can vote for whoever the hell they want, and it has nothing to do with the will of the people. So I think, and they, and they do that so they don't elect a disaster. Right. So you can say if the Republicans had that, it would not have been uh, Donald Trump, it would have been uh, Ted Cruz, but you can say that's less Democratic than, than, than the process. Well, I think their party should be able to put up whoever they want in any in any way, unless... Uh, I mean, unless you're just going to go strictly who wins the primaries. But uh, I'm not naive enough to know that they looked at it and figured he couldn't win the national election because he was too too far to the left. left. And they figured... Plus, Hillary 
at that moment, but you know, fought three, four months before the election, no one thought she was going to lose. Sure. The problem was, as it went on, they 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 should have taken him like it more seriously. They go, okay, we still think we're going to win, but we need to get out there and and squash him. And, you know, they, it was like a game where. You're winning big, and you you fall back instead of stepping on the other guy's neck, you know, and, and you let him back in the game, sure. and then all of a sudden you're in trouble, and and you don't know what to do. Do you think there was an authenticity uh, problem with Hillary versus someone like Bernie or Billy? Bernie, you see what you see is what you well, yeah. With Hillary, you know that for the most part, what she's saying is what she knows people want to hear, you know. We're talking. <laughs> Your eyes is what googly eyed. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I mean she she's almost like what I was saying about you need experienced politicians. She's, she's, she's almost a little too much. Uh, <laughs> you know, like there's a there's a certain plus, point where it's plus she's uh, attached to the whole Clinton, you know, brigade right. and and going back to Arkansas way back and yeah. you know, you're dealing with that whole I guess triumvirate now. You with, could yeah, with you Chelsea. could. You know, do you agree with, with those that were pissed about the popular vote? Do they, they want to abolish electoral college? Do you agree with that, or do you think there's well, they've been talking vote? about that forever, and there's been like a couple of elections now recently, which never happened before. There was a few others in our history, but two in fifteen years. Yeah, years, which years. there's no precedent for that, and I don't even remember. Uh, not in your lifetime, but they happen. I don't remember in my lifetime ever a president losing the popular election and winning the electoral college, and then it happened twice in the past fifteen years. Both Republicans. Uh oh. Wow. But Bush did win re-election handily, though, in two thousand four. That wasn't a problem against Kerry. Uh, but but um. Yeah. Yeah. Kerry is too. Uh, much of a human being to get elected president. I mean, here's a guy that was an actual. War hero that they flipped around to make it look like he didn't he he law didn't do what he said and then the guy who avoided the war by going in the national guard which sure. is different than it is now they 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 they, they didn't question that see now uh, the national guard because it's a volunteer army you can get called up and you actually go to the go front somewhere. but in the sixties in the Vietnam War. Everybody knew it. When you joined the National Guard, it was a way to avoid going to Vietnam because it was a drafted army and no National Guardsmen ever left the, the continental United my, States, my, ever. My, my argument against when people think that, well, Hillary won the popular vote, that's why we should abolish Electoral College. My argument always is, if it was a popular vote, Trump would have campaigned differently to match. It, it, it wouldn't have been as simple as... If it, if it was popular vote, the same result would have happened. You would have had Trump going to the cities, and that's the reason why the electoral college exists. Because if it didn't exist, you have the candidates going to the, the the ten major metropolitan areas to do the most of their campaigning, which means the rest of the country doesn't fucking matter anymore. 
Like, go to hell, middle of the country, because there's not enough votes to even spread around to match L.A., Miami, uh, New York, Atlanta, Chicago. You know, that's always San Diego even. May not even matter as much, but, you know, but that's what I always say, is that you're getting the buy-in. We are well, all- I never said you should eliminate it. I'm just saying that it, 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 happen. it happens. Because we were a republic, and the states elect the president, not the people. And I think people forget that. We were a federation of yeah, states. Yeah, it's not a dem- it's not it's not like a, it's a, not a straight democracy. Yeah, like, you know, Greece. The argument, how I was explaining to it was that you need the Electoral College because you're working with states. And if the states didn't vote you in, the majority of the states, right. what do you have? You don't have actually the support of most of the country if you don't have the states supporting you. And that's the key difference. But whatever. We'll, we'll, you know, you can always try to change the Constitution. But good luck getting the states like Rhode Island to say we want to get Well, it's not Rhode Island. Island so much. It's more like Nebraska but it's, or Missouri no, but it's any, or any, any, that wouldn't go for it. But it's they any would, state with know, a small population. Yeah. They they you would know, feel they're, they're, they're disenfranchised. Yeah, why why be? Well, they the get union? their two senators. Well, that but that's the electoral college, the two senators versus the number of congressmen. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. why it's the checks and balances. Yeah, which is good. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows? Usually, when a guy like this gets elected, the one good thing on my end is that it 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 energizes the environmental Greenpeace, Greenpeace community. all the money that everyone yeah, before. That, yeah, know. when Reagan was president, every Audubon, Greenpeace, uh, Native Plants Society, they went off on membership. So, pe- they never had so many people. So let me ask you, as someone who's been a lifelong Democrat, what would be your sort of, if you can envision what you think would be a good Democratic Party to get what you think would be back on track? Because now they're kind of split about what direction to go, whether to stay with the identity well, politics. Well, the problem, the problem with any party is you have to be true to what you, your values, but you have to come a little bit to the center to attract uh, independents or moderates or whatever. You can't be as whacked out as me and get elected. <laughs> You have to be a moderate, so so, but not, but then you can't give up on 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 what is the core values like you, what you do know you the, environment, the environment, environment, uh, 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 ju- equal justice, which still is a problem in this country, um, and you still, to me, you have to go back to maybe appealing more to the working guy because years ago, that's who where the Democrats were. You know they were regular guys, regular workers. You know, they, 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 you know, and, you know, I mean, it's just, I think most people are the same. They just want to feel safe and have a job and, and, and you know, their kids be able to walk down the street not in fear. You know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. And I just think it's a more inclusive party, and that's why I... You think um, it's more inclusive now than it was more inclusive 50 years ago as well? Yes. Years ago it was even more, because I think the Republicans were even less inclusive than they are now, maybe. I'm not sure. You think they're less inclusive now? Well, you grew up during the... No, I think the Democrats are are basically the same as far as inclusive. Uh, Although, you know... there are things that happened during history divided, you know, people people up a lot. Like, uh, you know, the uh, after the civil rights movement, you know, and all that in the '60s and the, you know, equal rights, the entire South went Republican because they viewed 
you know, the Democrats as the one that, you know, let the black guy eat at the lunch counter. Mm-hmm. So they all turned into republic into republicans not that i would ever think a re- a guy is wouldn't think that he be just because he's a republican i just don't believe that you're saying, they, they, you're saying they shifted to that party they shifted to that party because they blamed the the democrats for that well you grew up speaking of that you grew up in, in a time uh, you know 60s the, the height of the civil rights movement civil unrest you know riots in, in yeah. major cities like chicago uh, and we're seeing uh, lots of protests now. Uh, we're seeing the Black Lives Matter. Uh, right. Like, how can you compare the two? Or do you and see- I think it's very similar. It's just, uh, it's very similar. It's like the next step. In other words, uh, a lot of society has changed where people live together now, work together, the same jobs, and they don't have separate bathrooms and, you know, that kind of thing. But it just seems like the next level is maybe equal justice under the law, which a lot of people don't think is happening. Uh, and I, I see this stuff, and it, it's just amazing to me. And it, it just seems like it happens a lot, and I'm not sure why. I mean, I, I just don't believe the police are evil. I just don't believe do you, that. Do you think it's, it's But I think that black guys get shot a lot more for no reason than I would. I just believe it. I see it all the time. Do you think it's the fact that we live in an environment more information that these these cases are getting spotlighted more than they used to be? Yes, and that's caused. Yeah, because I think I think a, a black guy could have got shot in a small town in South Carolina thirty years ago, and it would never make the news ever. It just wouldn't. It would have to be New York City in. In a different situation, uh, you know, some or L.A. or something where it was right out in the public, you know, but it, but a lot of the other stuff would never you'd never make the news. It just wouldn't. So you agree that most most cops are fine. It's just yes, the bad of course. Eggs for everyone else. Of course. Come on. They're they. Yeah. Come on. I, I, I don't believe it's a, a systemic thing. I think that it might even be a guy that's. No, panics or not meaning to do it or whatever the reason there's and de- wouldn't there's definitely been because now there yeah. was somewhere where in the body cameras where people are still getting shot and there's definitely ones that you can say are you know they're, they're scared S- yeah um, some, and they shouldn't be cops obviously but how do you weed them out well that they, 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 they should something should have happened along the way in their training or psychological, psychological profile, profile something and it's unfortunate because it, it, because it happens a lot. I mean, it happens all the time, and it still happens. And, and now, now people are, like, tired of it. So maybe now with the focus on it, they, they are they, – I did read uh, about a week ago about that the, the cameras on the cops have cut down on a lot of the mishandling or brutality and stuff like that because they know – They're going to think being, at least one time before they, they do it. yeah. Now I know if it's they think a guy's pulling a gun, and they shoot and they kill somebody, and I I hope the guy has a gun and he's not going for like a pen or his wallet. Like I still think they shot that guy in what was it in where was it in North Carolina or whatever. They asked the guy to show his ID. He goes to get his ID and they shoot him because then they think it's a gun. But they asked him to get his ID. So what was he supposed to so do? What is the solution besides better training for police officers, more accountability? And and I think you have to. 
Well, it, it, the problem is that it has to change one person at a time. In other words, you have to grow up in a family that doesn't downgrade another race just because they're another race. And I mean across the board. I'm not just saying one. What do you think you. about going back to more community policing? And, yes, and totally. Actually walking the beat and getting, yes. getting the trust of the of and the having maybe and, a. A place like an OB, they have a uh, they have the community outreach there, and they have a cop in there sometimes. Just to talk, to just to talk, them. yeah. Because because Listening then yeah, because then then you're talking about it's you recognize the people in the neighborhood, and you don't, and you realize, okay, that's not some criminal. That's a guy that lives three blocks away, and he walks down the street every day, and he shops here. And you know, and I guess there still is a mistrust in the races. I, it's just unfortunate. I thought by now it would be better, but it did sort of backslide. There was a little backlash in the '80s, and I hate to say that they, the the Reagan administration, when running for president, they capitalized on that feeling of the back of the backlash of the white populace to the to the uh, civil rights movement. And he used that uh, to get elected. Oh, we're definitely. Saying, well, now we need law and order, well, or whatever. Now you know we're being discriminated against, and you know. Was there a slogan for that? Or no? It was just, just an, an understanding that enough was enough, and you know they used uh, the affirmative action as a, as an example of white people being, uh, you know, discriminated against. There was a lot of ill feeling then, and then the busing thing was a disaster. It was just a bad idea. Busing what? When they would bus kids from the no, different neighborhoods. Well, they still do that. From but now right. it's elective. Oh, okay. You know? like before they were forcing yes, kids to go and, and, and they use that backlash and ill feeling as, you know, we're back. And, and it, it set the whole thing back a little bit, I thought. You know, but I mean, and then it, you know, Obama gets elected president. So how bad could did, it be? You that, know what I mean? Did that shock you that America elected a black president? Not, not shock. Well, I was really hopeful, and to me, it was just that I was just hoping that a dem. But I figured a Democrat would get elected because anyone after Bush, right? Like right, and also you could almost see a pattern when when a um, a two term president of whatever party it is. The other party could run um, me and get elected. It's, it's a high likely probability. I think in our history there hasn't been 16 years in a row of the same party. Uh, no, no it just doesn't because just people shift. shift. Correct. The, the, um, uh, the, the other party gets energized, sure. number one. And then the middle of the rotors and the moderates are... Because it just they're fed up. It might, no matter it might, what, it went a little bit too far. Yeah, they're they're fed still, up, so they yeah. go the other way, well, and try, then the other guy gets tried elected. That, we tried that; it's not better. Let's try that. Yeah, which yeah. probably was what could what happened now with a lot of these. Yes, but they say that you know the, yes. the uh, they say that they lost the Democrats lost, lost the white workers, white white working class, uh, and they said let's try Trump. We voted for Obama. Well, you know, we right, twice right, and, and, and yeah, and yeah, it's just that if which I mean, is reasonable. It doesn't make you racist. That makes no, it a reasonable no, I'm not saying it's racism. I'm saying that every time you have a two-term president, I'd almost bet the other party wins the next election. So someone's like, why, why even have elections then, right? <laughs> I, 
It's hard. It's hard to beat an incumbent, and even incumbent. It's hard to beat an incumbent, but then after he's got his two terms, the other guy, it's a new guy, and it's a new hey, party. That's why we disagree on this. That's why I want term limits for congressman center. It's, it's very hard to beat an incumbent. It's very hard. Yes, entrenched. But it's, it's you know. it just seems like a curfew for an adult. And to me, the electorate, the electorate has to get be smarter and vote against the guy. Oh, now you want the oh, geez, now you want that, even though it has to do with advertising dollars, uh, outreach that the a new person. Well, have. okay, how about if they if they don't if if they if there is a way to limit? Hey, I'm all for public funding. If there's public yes, funding of campaigns, if there's a way to limit, yeah, that, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, pe- people forget the problem that. with that. The people that have to vote for that are the people that the, don't want the it. The problem is that even uh, in 2008, McCain said to Obama, I, I'll, "I'll stand by the pack, just public funding." Until Obama was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do that." Until Obama saw the mountains of cash that came in, and he he you know outspent McCain like four or five to one. It's easy to say that you're for just public. But we but, had to, until but he had to do that because it had broad from Alaska. It could not be part of the government. Oh, you're saying just because of that was a reason <laughs> enough to just draw from Alaska. Hey, she was a kook. No, she wasn't. How McCain, a guy like that, that, that a was reasonable a guy like that, that. That was a big mistake. Well, he got talked into he, that. Oh, absolutely. But how, do you remember? Do you remember what they thought about at the time? Where they thought they wanted to do a two a, a two party ticket with him and uh, with him and uh, oh Joe Mantum Joe yeah uh, what the hell is his name Lieberman Joe Lieberman yeah they, uh, for a while they were floating the idea of McCain and Lieberman saying we're gonna we'll just unify and, yeah. and be only four years to see what we can get done and that went right. out the window though. It just went out. Well, the because the the guys that run them, the the, the, the guys really behind that. that, the scenes are absolutely not. So, so that that brings another point, though the two party system. If we're, if it's ever possible to get away from that, well, yeah. the um, that's why I don't think the uh, I hate to say it, God, this is going to sound like blasphemy, but oh. the in, the parliamentary system Ooh. is not so bad Ooh. because Co- coalition governments. No, in other words, you elect. A, the party, party and then they decide who they want to be the president, which isn't such a bad thing because that's the guy then can work with them and get stuff so, done. In other words, if whatever uh, party wins the Congress, so would you rather have, Senate, a, have like a prime minister and president system, or you know, or two two? Well, no, they would have they would still have the president. The president. But in you other say, words, whoever wins Congress or we're some combination of that elects. No, just puts their guy as the head of the government, and he's the president. That's what they do in England. But would you do it based on our system, Congress or Senator, or figure out a system for both, like some sort know. of a yeah, some kind of a system, some sort of like a senator's worth ten Congress. Maybe <laughs> they could have the you know, maybe they could do uh, you know, uh, uh, or have or have the way the system works when there's. Uh, you know, a tie where one, you know, the one, no, one, then one, the elects, one guy, yeah, the house re- elects yeah. one, the senate elects, elects the, other, the other, vice president, you know, you something like. But I mean, which is always fascinating. It, the reason that's okay is I think what happens is you might be able to. It's less contentious, I think, and the election is less contentious because you're voting for your congressman and senator. 
but and the, it's more about what they're then, about, and it's let because the president is is a lot of but uh, obviously that, but a lot that, of personality. But doesn't that make Washington even more of an insider game then? Because then you you're no, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not. I'm just saying it's a it's something to think about maybe. But I don't. I probably. Wouldn't. I think when I'm, it came down to it, I wouldn't want it. Probably. Honestly, I, you're gonna hate me for saying this. I think you need to change the Constitution to to limit the number of, of people in a particular party that can be in power one time. That's the best way you can, you're going to be able to do it. And I don't care if that means you have a shadow third or fourth party that is kind of like the others. I want it at least limited so that you have other parties that can at least try to get in there. You mean because a third party? Third or fourth. But a lot you could look at that as chaos and nothing gets done. No, I look they at it as disrupt really the apple cart. I look at it as the third party really represents uh, what how we are a, as a country. Where you have a chunk of the country is fiscally conservative but socially more liberal, and neither yeah. party really represents that right now. You have parts of the people in both parties that do, but there's not one party that really represents that. Right. And if you had a party like that. That manage to get in the party somehow and not controlled by wacky evangelicals or people that are just, you know, that are more interested in gun rights versus, uh, you know, anything right. else, you know, like that doesn't represent most Americans. That doesn't re- represent me and you, does it? I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I think that's what you have to get to. But how do you do that? Maybe a constitutional convention at some point has to do that. And at the same time, hey, uh, Congressman, you only get to be uh, in Congress for 12 years and get the hell out. Senators, you only can be in for even, I'll give you even 18 years and get the hell out. I think most Americans would be on board for that. I don't think most Americans would think that's unreasonable, especially if we have, we have limits on the presidency. Right. You know, why not on the people that actually make the laws and vote on them? I don't know. You think that's crazy? Am I just rambling? Yeah, uh, no. No, I don't at all. And it's something that people have thought about forever. And the problem with it is the people that have to decide that are the ones that are there. That's the... Unless the state <clears throat> pass it first and then threaten the Constitutional Convention, which hasn't happened, yeah. but that's the counterbalance to that. If well, you get maybe the, that's something to get excited about. Well, it used to be the conventions were really exciting. Now, I mean, they it's need sort the party of, conventions. The party conventions because... The, they the, decide the, the platform planks, you know. And, and they would... And, and the... Uh, it was real news. They had real newsmen on the floor because they they there was still a possibility of someone that, else. Of, uh, yeah, someone else. Dark being, horse candidate. Right, right. Which people thought it might happen with with the RNC this time out, but it didn't happen. Right. You know, it was just Cruz that didn't get the votes, and that was it. Would you have preferred us to someone like Cruz as president? At least that you know. Well, I think Hillary would have beat him. You, th- you really yeah. think so? Yeah, because he had no personality whatsoever, and he was really to the right. He was really wasn't he uh, like religious right? He's and all not. That. Cruz isn't. A, he was portrayed that way, and he was on he a nutcase. He's a Tea Party he, sort of guy. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> that means he's a nut. Oh, oh, oh you don't like the Tea Party? No, they're crazy. They're always <laughs> saying how. It, 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 like when they, 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 I remember when they were talking about raising the taxes for people in the in the top one percent. These guys are going nuts, and I'm going, "You're a plumber. You don't make that kind of money. You're not going to get taxed, you idiot." So why do you think that is? That you think a lot of people argue that the Republican base votes against their self interest. Why do you think that is, or do you even agree with that? That, that I think certain people do, yes, because because they are they are against the Democrats socially. 
you know, maybe abortion rights. The other guy wants... You don't think it's a principal thing? You think? No, it's, I it's think just... it's, it's other stuff. And maybe they view um, uh, the, the Republicans as um, jobs more oriented than the Democrats. Uh, you know, and, and they... Uh, guys like that view, think the Democrats are run by, like, you know, leftists, women... Uh, people of color and they and they're against all that and and as you know and they're they don't what? see it that way because you it always pulls out that way that you get a certain amount of you know white males in you know in low uh, middle class or lower middle class that vote Republican because of the social aspect of the Democratic Party. Do you think that still exists? Oh, still, totally. 20, 30, 40 years ago? No, I, it, I think it still exists, yes. Have you been, the, have you visited uh, Diane and Johnny? <laughs> you visit them and then tell me it doesn't exist. Right, you're not supposed to talk about your personal. Uh, I didn't say where, they were, where they're from, but you visit <laughs> well, them I, and then tell me. And I would counter, I play devil's advocate and say there's a bunch of uh, majority white Counties that voted for Obama twice that voted for Trump in the last yes. election. That's the reason he won. So yes, I don't think it's all about. Well, no, it's not all about that. But you asked me why Republican in that so in that economic strata vote against self interest, and that's why they do. You mean across if, the board? Yeah, and it's socially I they're would, against. I, I they're against that, the Democratic Party. I would say that that's a lessening percentage year after year. I would hope. I would hope you're right, but I don't. It, it's not as fast or as much as I would like, but that's me because what? I grew up in the '60s where I thought, "All right," and I, <laughs> I was shocked. By the time the '90s rolled around, I was just, I was just shocked the way I would hear people twenty and thirty years younger than me, the way they spoke about, you know, race relations and stuff. It was as bad as it was before. That it, it, the '60s and it just was a shocker to me. So you've seen it come a long way, obviously. Yes, not and, perfect, and backslide a little, but I mean that's maybe just what has to happen. And I mean nothing's perfect. It's not a perfect world. Are, are you shocked that you've seen such a, an acceptance of uh, you know gay marriage? Gay no, rights no, I in just such a short amount of time. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I just don't understand. You know the whole thing, like. I, it's just a small percentage of the population, and to me, it's it's not a lifestyle choice. I've never talked to a gay guy that decided one day he, that didn't know what he was from birth, and then I, I was, so to me, if someone's born that way, then why hassle the guy? And if he wants to be with another guy, it's so hard to find someone in his life. Yeah, a woman with woman, but it's so hard to find someone in this life. You're going to put another restriction on it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, what's the difference? It doesn't offend thought, me. I mean... I always thought it was funny. Love is love. I mean, it's antiquated now. I mean, there's still people that say, you know, in hell, a baseball player got in trouble for it a year or two ago saying, a life, I don't agree with the lifestyle choice. They, or they try to make it sound like you were like a swinger. Where it's like this is your lifestyle choice. Well, and also it's yeah. a religious thing. A lot of people think because it says it in the in the Bible, that means that it's a, it's a sin, so it, it, you can't do it, and and they don't accept that you're born that way. 
They, that you know, was a choice to sin. So that's you're right. So that that's where it comes from. Of course, they ignore the the shellfish re- regulation and the oh, you know, shrimp cocktails. Yeah, right. Because they, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't live without shrimp. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's not right. Go nuts, yeah. Right? Let's say yeah. Let's not go you know, crazy. No, no lobster. What do you? What do you? Yeah. Mean? Right. You know. I mean. <laughs> I mean, people pick and choose what they want, and it's. I, I understand it's offensive. I don't know why, but I mean, it, to me, I, I think people have to live and let live and not be grudge holding and hating. But that's the whole thing to me. I mean, I still, I'm, I'm still a child of the '60s, and I still believe that it's up to the person individually and without people changing one person at a time it's not going to change you can change all the constitutional laws you want but if people are still going to think what they think and they have to start to think better so would you prefer it uh, one of the arguments uh, against um, which you can make an argument either way one of the arguments against the Supreme Court uh, declared gay marriage legal in in the entire uh, US a few years ago one of the arguments against them doing that, not just because they thought it was should be left to the states, was that they would prefer it even if it took a few more years for each state to do it on their own to sort of catch up on their right. own before before declaring it. This is right. what the states must do to get people on board. First. Yes, and there's pros and cons obviously both because if you wait for that, then people can't get married in certain states until right. states pass it. Now right. it's not an issue anymore. So do you see it in some cases? Maybe it's worth it to hammer. This is the law of the land. This is how it should be, and get people on board. Or you see that potentially turning people away from it earlier. Well, it, and rather yeah. get them up to speed. I rather let them learn on their own and get excited. right. Well, you'd so, like to think at some point they come along, but if you did that with race relations in the sixties, they wouldn't still have believe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying that's the argument. I'm saying I, I believe uh, in it, but that's the argument for let's get them on board for, for first, right? And I say that's what's happening. It's not as an important issue. You might disagree with, but marijuana, though, state after state is slowly coming on board with that. That can that to me is is a better way to do that because it's not really infringing on someone's right to live or sure. be happy or be with the person they want to be or civil or rights. or go and in, in, into a restaurant and not be thrown out or treated like a second class citizen that's a totally different thing that's you know that's just right. about getting loaded and you know <laughs> i mean and and i think it coming up that way is better and if and to me if a state really doesn't want to that particular one it doesn't it doesn't have the same weight don't you think it's not the same thing there's now 28 legal medical marijuana states right which basically makes it legal if you get the card I mean, sure. I mean, it's probably different. I mean, that's legal. Once it becomes medically medical marijuana, it basically is legal. And then recreation uh, is uh, seven states. And then recently, California, Massachusetts, Maine, Nevada passed measures to to legalize it. So that's four states. And California is the the most most. It's the largest state by population in the U.S. And it also was the most liberal as far as marijuana law. Even before they made it legal, you had to be an out and out idiot to get busted for pot in California if you had just a little bit. And you got to thank Arnold for for helping. He's the one who started it. He decriminalized it. Governor Arnold. As a governor, 
So he's the one that sort of got the ball uh, rolling. Yeah. Got, well, got, got, Arnold he, got was, the, he got the joint rolling. Right. Ooh. A nice one, Patrick. Well, he's on, well, film, Patrick, he's on film in the 70s smoking up. Right. Yeah. And, Patrick, and, and Arnold was accused every day of not being a Republican by his own people. Because of stuff like because that. Because of he was a very... But in California, even if you're a Republican, you have to be socially liberal. Otherwise, you don't have a snail's but, but like, chance. But like I'm saying, there's, there's a snowball's chance in hell. There's a party for people like Arnold that I think even a lot of people in the middle would glom on to that. People, don't, people that aren't, you know, they... They, they would lose the religious right. Well, eventually that's going to be shut But if you're a Republican, I thought this when I lived in New Jersey, uh, Republicans from Connecticut were essentially conservative Democrats or liberal. I mean, you could tell Democrats, but they don't exist anymore. You couldn't tell the (laughs) difference. Those guys, they were Republicans, but they. They acted like, like socially, they acted like like Democrats. That's all the, the problem time. when you say about the third party. The, what they call blue dog Democrats don't really exist anymore. The more conservative, and Democrats. those were the guys that were became what they called Reagan Democrat. That's when the party lost them when they felt that the Democrats were leaning really hard to the left, and the average Joe felt. Disenfranchised. So you've, you, so you've seen the last thirty-five years, and the Democrats move more to the left, more and more. Republicans move more to the right, more and more. Where maybe both parties you used need to, be, to come to the center. So both parties, bit. most parties, your opinion, were more closer to the center on a lot of stuff in the past. There, there, especially individuals from certain states that you had to be that way to get elected. Like you couldn't get elected in 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 Connecticut as a. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a social right conservative. Yeah. So, so you you couldn't Impossible. do it. You couldn't do it. Yeah. So you had to be a Republican, and it was very difficult to get elected as a Democrat in in Connecticut. So the only and and they were pumped them out all the time. But now, but now you only can be a Democrat in Connecticut. Though. Now, now they went well. They but <laughs> but I bet you it's a it's a conservative type Democrat or more know. centrist. Or yes, moderate. definitely, definitely. Well, it's interesting how, how things evolved that way, but I'm, I'm still hoping... And it used to be that uh, Vermont was always a Democrat and New Hampshire was always a Republican. Oh, it was oh really? Always, it always was that way. Yes. And I don't know if it still is, but I think it is. Is New Hampshire still a state? No, they're still a state. I'm just saying, You always forget New Hampshire's a state. I just Not me. Little... Well, I know people from there. Do you so. really? Well, my in-laws. Oh, Okay. Evan Thea's, uh, Have you ever been in, been in? Oh yeah, I've been in New Hampshire. Sure. Is, is it sort of like a, just you know woods? It's well woods. Uh, you, I mean, you can drive around back and forth from New Hampshire and Vermont and not realize you, it. No, <laughs> it's just the same. It's just one big. It's just a big forest with small towns, and that's it. That's all it is. The whole area, like upstate New York, people don't realize it's not New York City. You go upstate New York, it's just woods. Farms and small towns. Well, there's other. I mean, South Jersey's sort of like that. The Pine Barrens. Yeah, there's, that's there's, another thing people don't realize. Like the the northwest corner and the southwestern part of New Jersey is nothing like what people think New Jersey is like. They think of New Jersey as a road between Philadelphia and New York City. That corner. The Turnpike. The, the, and the Turnpike and what's in and between, it, right? And and that part and maybe, of New maybe Jersey, the Midlands, you know. And, yeah, and and then across Elizabeth. the river from New York, 
you know, hack, oh, yeah, that. like that. But there's a huge other parts in New Jersey that they wouldn't even realize they were in New Jersey. But that's every state, maybe. Did you? Because people, when they think of Arizona, what do you think of deserts and whatever, yeah. right? But the northern part of, of Arizona is mountains with pine. I mean, full on forests and winter oh, nice. and snow and everything. But you don't well, think of it. New Jersey always gets that bad rap, you know. Well, better of course. You always we always had to defend New Jersey when you move out of state. Yeah, know? I think I became even a bigger giant fan when I moved here Just than I was there because people would downgrade it. So I was. The, the, Jumping on board, so I was a bigger fan. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not a huge Chargers fan since I just left. You know, well, I was, and when I moved here, it was the beginning of the uh, the Air Coriel and Dan Fouts era when they were exciting. They scored 30 points a game. They broke all kinds of records. The, he invented an offense with pe- people still copy, and it was easy to get on board because they were exciting and. To see them like move, they they've been in the city for fifty five years and moved. Wow, I mean that's well the owner's kind of a no, and I think he was oh I I was sort of on his side and I thought the city was gumming up the works, but when you realize that he spent almost twice as much money to move as it would have cost him to stay, you realized he wanted to move. He wanted out. He want, because he wanted the franchise to, to, go, up, yeah. to go two and a half, three times the value just by moving. God, to, I hope it doesn't. I hope it just stays the same. Well, it won't most. because it's L.A. The same way if you buy a house in L.A. as compared to here, it's just worth more. Yeah, it's a lot easier to sell a house than an NFL team. That's overpriced right, by a billion dollars. He'll so. get, uh, but eventually the kids, if they don't run it into the ground, it'll sell it <laughs> and it'll be worth a fortune because there's only thirty-two of them, and it's a big, it's a, it's a small club, and uh, I mean they even eliminate people that could afford, like the guy from Dallas, the owner. What's that crazy nut? The, the Jerry Jones. No, no, the 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 Mavericks, the basketball. Oh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, he wanted. Oh, you to want get, to buy a football? Team? And they were no, they didn't want him in as their You'll circle. Be, you know, they they, they figured out a way where they you know qual they qualified. The guy's worth ninety billion dollars, and oh, the other they don't want him. Yeah, they don't want it. At least he's, too, he's a loose cannon. He's too liberal for them. Yeah, <laughs> he's a loose cannon. They look at him. What he does come oh, in the, the basketball sitting and he gets courtside. He attacks Trump. Maybe they didn't like that, you yeah, know. And, well, this is way before Trump ever oh, sure. thing, uh, running, but they sort of eased they, him out. He they wasn't the traditional straight lace suit and tie, uh, and and, and he because uh, they have to approve the sale. And no, no, they didn't no, like they didn't like him. They're like a, a they gangsters. Didn't like him. They didn't like him in the, the sports team owner's cocktail lounge. Yeah, if they were gangsters, they would have invited him to the meeting and shot him in the head. Right there. <laughs> I mean that's the way those guys operate. The NFL, God, they're 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 really weird. I mean, think about they, what they do. They, they pull the strings in the going behind the scenes. They God, the they the I'll tell go. you how scary they are. T- Tijuana, which you can pick up their signal in San Diego because it's close, would broadcast the blacked out Charger games. You know, and people were able to see the blacked out Charger games on the. The Spanish station or whatever it was, their CBS, and they would broadcast it. The government went there and tried to force them to stop and couldn't. The NFL went down there and they (laughs) they stopped it immediately. So I don't know what they told them, but it ended. 
And the government, the U.S. government couldn't even get them to well, stop. Well, they probably either uh, paid someone off in the Mexican government to do it for him. Or it, it, but it ended after it ended. about two and a half years. Done. <laughs> they got a lot. They got more money than some countries. They themselves. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, we're talking. You know, and then I realized that. I mean, dollars. they got some yank somewhere because the U.S. government could not stop them from doing it, but the NFL stopped them cold. Money. Boom. Money, money, Frank. Money they makes thre- the they threatened him with something because it ended immediately. Well, you, know, you think that the NFL has their own mercenary army? No, I don't think or? that way. I think they, yeah, they threatened him financially someday. The NFL? Yeah, I think they, they must have because it didn't stop until the NFL went down there. Because the U.S., I'm telling you, the government sent all kinds of things, did all kinds of things, and they just <laughs> shined them. We're our own country. We do whatever we want. And then they talked to the NFL reps, and, and then two weeks later, there was off the air. No more. That's so funny. I don't know what they did, but they, they did something. Oh, man. And they get, you know, they get money when a team moves, all the owners. They got to pay, they pay out. a half a mil. So it is like a mafia, right? They, yeah, they. It's like you, ter- you, got, you come into the territory, you got to pay. They had to ha- pay a half a billion dollars just to move, and then all the other owners get divide that it. up, a piece of it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, really? But they don't have enough money, right? It's a penalty, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a tax, it's an owner tax. Well, their they're combine, it's a practice for scouts with stopwatches and little exercises. Has higher ratings than like Major League Baseball or NBA playoff games. I mean, it's like insane. Well, if you want to get the <laughs> NFL, it's because the, 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 there's only 16 games in a season. So each game is extremely important. Yes. Each game is like an event. But I'm talking about ga- events that are well, games, well, the, the draft, that the all, combine, that all, but that all the, that all defines those sixteen yeah. games. Yeah. No, I get it. The NFL is an ecosystem mm-hmm. where each one day of the week you are glued to your TV. You can't imagine not watching the these Pro games. Bowl outdrew um, the the Sunday night Yankee Boston Red Sox. Which is insane because the Pro Bowl is absolute garbage, and it outdrew that. That's surprising because I don't know anyone who watches the Pro Bowl. It's just a chance to see, you know, the, the, the NFL players one last time. Degenerate gamblers. And, and, well, that too. Well, it's the first game of the year too. It's it's in August. Can you it's bet the on the Pro Bowl game? Yes. Oh, that's how do you? How do you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do? Can you bet on the dodgeball game they do now? You can bet. Football? You can bet on the preseason games. Have a line. We got to do that. The, and uh, the one me. gambler told me how to do it. You bet on certain coaches. Because there's certain coaches in the league that don't care about winning. They want to look at their players. And there's other coaches, especially newer coaches or certain or guys from college a lot. I want to win. That get wrapped up in it and want to win the game. And usually a gambler who knows how to bet on the preseason, that's what he looks at. He looks at who's who the head coach is. So you, you heard it from Frank. Make sure you, you bet against Belichick in the preseason. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about <laughs> No, but the, but the people setting the line don't don't realize that when they're setting the lines, they don't take that into account. Maybe they Pass do, the but they set the line, and usually a coach like Belichick or Coughlin or guys like that, they're they're just looking at the future. The, they're looking at third stringers get in there. They want to see, see if this guy's going to make the team, and then or if a guy had an 
come back from an injury. They want to see if he can run and cut and whatever, and they'll keep him in a little bit, and then they yank him. They'll just get the, the starting quarterback in there a couple of series, see Sharp, get him the hell out. <laughs> Makes sense. And then they want to see the other kid in case somebody gets hurt. Can he play? Yeah, we want to see Eli's backup. Well, yeah, be, well, he always plays, but other guys, you don't <laughs> think... When Romo was the quarterback and he got hurt every year, they one want, didn't want to see the other guy a couple well, of series. Yeah. Romo, Romo gets hurt every year. Well, he's goes. what do you think he's going to go? Houston or Denver? He's gone no matter what. I don't think no, he already is gone. They, they, yeah. I, I think they released. I think they might have released him already. Well, I didn't see the news for that. They released uh, Peterson from the Vikings. Now we go from politics to people on a snooze about talking about football. But that's okay. It's fascinating still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peterson, well, he's uh, the Raiders are already talking to him. Oh, really? And he can the, play somewhere. And the Vikings say they want him back. Yeah, yeah, and I heard that he wanted to Giants. play on the Giants. He wanted to go there. Giants so he's going to look at a team that Giants need an offensive line before they can get a, a running back. Yeah, but yeah. he he's he signed with, with. It's just a slot on the team. They they got to draft. Uh, uh, linemen because linemen very rarely, unless they want a ton, are released. Uh, but a lot of times they they cut him and then they sign him back for less money. They do that all the time. That's another thing that they got away with in the, the, the pros. There's no guaranteed contracts in the most injury prone game that you're you're going to lose. You know, they, and and they just cut you too, and they don't owe you a well, dime. It's a, it's a mafia, Frank. What was it saying? The, the players union doesn't have the, have the, the they got the nothing. They got nothing. <laughs> They got nothing. They wanted the big signing bonus, and they dangled that in front of them like a shiny necklace, and they ran over there, and they because they don't have guarantee. You know, the only guys that do there's a couple of quarterbacks that have a little bit of a guarantee, and that's it. I was gonna say you can sign a guarantee, but it's never like hundred percent guaranteed. It's like a part of it's guaranteed, right? Yeah, it's but in every other sport, every guy signs a contract, and it's he's paid that. If you why, sign a two year deal, you get paid for the why, second why, year. Why do you think it is? Because of all the injuries that happen in football is that part of it? Well, it's the relationship between the owners and the and the union, and a lot of people thought that the old union guy was just working for the owners too, and he would offer them other stuff like, and a lot of the the uh, the, the the football players wanted the money up front because they wanted it now because they because they might get hurt. Sure. So instead of giving him guaranteeing contracts, they give him the signing bonus. Uh. And they get all that money up front, and then they have a salary every year. But if they get hurt or they get cut, that rest of that contract is worthless, meaningless. Where if you're a baseball player or a basketball player or hockey, so, you sign a four-year deal, you get, you get hurt, or they cut you, you get paid. Do you see that you see the, that change eventually? Because can't even they work it into that there's some sort of insu- – well, then again, maybe no insurance company would, would insure right. an NFL player's contract, though. No, maybe it's maybe like insuring it a circus performer. Well, hockey's, <laughs> hockey's dangerous. Not as dangerous as football, but hockey's it's like just contact they have the attrition they do in football. No, they don't. They just don't. I mean, what was the average play in the NFL? Like two and a half, three years only? That's the average In the play. NFL, it's three years. Three yeah. years? Yeah, hockey's longer than that. And you know you see guys play for 10, so that means a lot of guys are playing for one year in the NFL. Yeah, there, right? there, there's guys – I'd say the average – I'm not going to look it up right now, but I'd say without looking, the average hockey player plays for probably 8 to 10 years. I mean, there's guys that play for – Yager's been playing for 25 years, yeah. which is insane that he's still going. You know what I mean? Like Messier It's got to be like 8 years, 7, 8 years for a hockey player okay. yeah. more. 
This because it's less strain on your joints uh, skating. You're not pounding pavement or turf. You're not running that alone. Even if you are getting banged up, baseball players, my God, they're. They've, they're older than me, some of those guys. Well, now I'm seeing about the older now, players now are, it's, are complaining that there's a lot, too, a lot of these younger players not getting paid much, and it's almost like now they're... Well, it's all the league's young now because I think that's one of the indications there's a lot less juice. Yeah, there's less old guys can't hang because they, like they, can't, they can't keep up anymore, and it's you look at when guys are leaving the league... And it's almost like if you look up in the baseball encyclopedia, it's almost like the guys in the '60s, like once they hit third, like mid '30s, gone. And that's what's happening now, because the guys that are 23 can are better. Yeah, and they and the other guys aren't kept alive by the juice anymore. HGH, Frank, or HGH, or whatever it is. Their heads aren't increasing in size, right? But <laughs> the the older players aren't as all of a sudden aren't as good anymore. Good. I mean, that's that's no, that's right. the way it should be. <laughs> Where they were right, playing. We're going off the rails. We got to okay. wrap this up, though. Good. Okay. Any other questions for me or anything? Or no. no. Are we going to figure this out in the next four years? Should I run for Congress, Frank? Should, or should no, I don't do that. You'll ruin your life. Be happy. No, <laughs> but, but, be happy. But you can help people. No, be, be happy. You won't be happy. You won't. Oh. You won't be happy. Am I happy now, Frank? Uh, you should be. You don't think anyone that's in Congress is happy? Maybe. Well, if they don't have a soul. You know what I mean? Really? They can't be. Because it's got to be frustrating. Their lives are torn apart. Their oh, nephew man. could get arrested for something and they're in the paper. You know what I mean? It's oh, like man. ridiculous. It, it, it's You don't have a private life at all. <laughs> Yo, I'm, just, I'm saying you could do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Because hey, I don't give a shit about it anymore. Run for, run for city council? No, 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 no. I want to be less in the public. Well, well, then this is a great sort of artifact for everyone. So. Right? Yeah, this this is not going to happen a lot. <laughs> well, I want to get you on because I think people would like an insight of someone of your age. Has been right? Okay. Well, that was fun to do it, and you know, I don't know how representative I am. A little bit. I mean, I was there. You're not a total. You're not a total uh, whack job leftist. So you know, people. No, I mean, I lean that way. I'm definitely that way, but. At a certain point, you have to. There has to be a little logic, and the president can never be that way because he has to be the president for everybody, there not just go. me. So let's hope that Trump is the president for everyone, not just his constituents. He, see, but he don't think he's the president. He thinks he's the CEO. Well, supposedly, he had a decent uh, State of the Union or, or joint. It wasn't te- was a technical State of the Union, but joint co- Congress congressional yeah. speech. Uh, last night, but he's attacking the press before. Well, I mean, that's scary. Just, that well, that bothers. That should bother everyone. When you call the press the enemy of the people, that is scary. That sounds like Putin. That's scary. well. That sounds like any any uh, dictator, tin pot dictator. You know, that's just not. That's not cool. And that's, see, that's what I mean. Even if he thinks that, I mean, Nixon say thought, Nixon thought. Yeah, Nixon that. didn't say it publicly. But he didn't say. I mean, he said it on his tapes, maybe right, but not, but not publicly. And you know the guy's thinking it, and he's pissed off at the press. But that's part of the job. Yeah, you got you got to know that people are coming after you. In the and press. it's the press's job to put the feet to the fire. He's not. Yeah. So know. I'll say this: even if you're listening to this and you're a diehard Trump supporter, if you're not at least alarmed a little bit by someone calling the press the enemy of the people, I don't know what to say. 
And I'm not some sort of left no, lefty no. Uh, friend. As Frank, Frank no, likes it, people. God. I get called that sometimes. It's though. because uh, I because people are unreasonable. Don't want to hear a disagreement with their with their right. Group. When and it comes sometimes, to, yeah, in the group of lefties I hang around with, if I go a little they bit, they call you some right. And I'm like. <laughs> You know, I'm like, come on, I'm just well, trying maybe, to... Well, maybe some corporation shouldn't be taxed in debt. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. you got to find the middle ground, which I think we're going to get there eventually. Maybe not right now, but in time. I think people... I'm very have... curious to see if he really starts to go off the rails, what the Republicans, Response. their reaction to it. It's like, you know... Is it this is what we've been waiting for so we could just go crazy or this guy is a, we got to we got to put country w- first right rein him in a little bit we, we got to put country first or else we'll, yeah we, we got to go well, a little I think bit. a big test is going to be in two years you know what happens with the the house election no oh, I you think know. it'll flip a little bit because it, because by yeah because it'll be the typical backlash against the new president's first two years no matter who he is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. Doesn't that happen every it time? Happened in, it happened in 2010 as a reaction to Obamacare. Yes. Probably, and it was a yes. And then it probably happened to Clinton. It happened to Bush. I know. Clinton, it hap- Clinton got destroyed, remember? They, yeah. They, it was and it happened to Bush, too, didn't it? And I think it happened to his father once, too. I'm not, I don't remember that. I was, I was too young in 90 to know what happened. But, but I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> that happened, mid-term. too. Yeah, midterms are always a sort of push A correction. Or correction. Like, a, like the, the market correction. All right, Frank. I'm gonna right, get going. to taco. That's it for this uh, this podcast. Not too common with Pat Country. Frank, thanks for sure. Thanks for letting the kids know. And is what's Ian up. back in the saddle for the CU podcast? This isn't the CU podcast. This is my second podcast, my non gaming podcast, Frank. Right. Oh yeah, right. You don't know. You don't want to talk about the Xbox and the Nintendo Switch system, do you? No. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. Is I have no knowledge of the subject. Well, Ian came back for an hour for the last podcast. Thanks for for. Mentioned him, but then he was too hurt. I had to bring him back to uh, back home. He was in pain after an hour. But you know, some well, that's an hour more than he's done in the past two months. Four months. Four, Four months. Half. Okay, it's so it's something. So, but uh, we'll see you again. Uh, coming up, I will be talking to in the future Mark Bussler from Classic Game Room on YouTube and a longtime retro uh, game uh, reviewer. Uh, Frank's sort of looking at me like I'm crazy about No, that. I'm trying to think if I know the guy. <laughs> you never met him. Okay. Uh, then other, I've met some of your minions there. And then other other minions. Great. And then other YouTubers in the future and other people. So thanks a lot, and we'll see you later. Okay. See ya. Thanks again to Frank for taking some time out of his day to discuss politics and uh, the NFL as well. A little bit of baseball in there, I think. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes on Stitcher, on Podbean, on the Google Play Store, wherever you may be. You can always show your support by rating the podcast on iTunes or the Google Play Store, leaving a comment, and also sharing the podcast on social media. And if you really want to support me, I have a Patreon account, and that's patreon.com slash patcountry. And in the future, like I said, we'll be talking with Mark Bustler and other YouTubers lined up. And if you want to maybe email some suggestions or topics to talk about on the Not So Common podcast, it's notsocommon at thepunkeffect.com. And we'll see you next week.